welcome to our second bonus feature. I'm not going to do the b- b- bonus bit on my own because I am here on my own. Uh, yes, it's our second bonus feature kind of off the back of the release of Irish Famine Epic Black 47. And on this one, we, uh, we, we, got, a, we got a fantastic opportunity to speak to the living legend that is Hugo Weaving, uh, who you should definitely know from the likes of The Matrix, The Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, Priscilla Queen of the Desert, V for Vendetta, you know, Transformers, uh, pretty much every film you've seen in the last 10 or 20 years. Uh, and we talked to him about how he got involved in this Irish epic. We also talked to him a bit about his uh, career to date, and as well as some uh, some rapid-fire questions to do with uh, the Lord of the Rings TV show coming up on Amazon, uh, the different Red Skull that wasn't played by him in Avengers Infinity War, and uh, which quote from his movies he is more sick of hearing than any other uh, and considering he's been in so many legendary pictures, that does uh, that, that 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 must have been a difficult choice for him. Uh, he's a fantastic man to talk to. Here is our chats with Hugo Weaving. First things first, how did you get involved in Black Forty Seven? How did you become aware of the project, and how what, what was it about it that made you say yes? I absolutely. I was be a part doing of it. a film in Australia called Strangerland, and the producer and one of the producers on that was Magdara Kelleher, who's the producer on Black Forty Seven, and the. DOP on that film was uh, was PJ, who's the original writer of Black Forty Seven. So right. um, we got talking. We were talking about Irish culture, Australian culture, similarities. We got on very well. We spent five weeks out in the desert in Australia and enjoyed each other's company hugely. And as a result of that, about six months later, I got sent the script by by Mac and read it, loved it, and thought the character of Hannah was fantastic. So. And then uh, I suppose that then after a period of three three years, uh, that's when that's when we finally got to make it. And and uh, Lance had I'd met Lance uh, then soon after that at the Sundance Film Festival with uh, with Mac. And um, so Lance and I got talking, and yeah, and uh, that's how it came about. Really, I, I met people and and read the script. So so. Yeah. It's just that easy sometimes. That's it's like, that sounds it. good. Yeah. I'll do do you it. want to do this? Yep. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hadn't filmed in Ireland before that, had no, you? No, never. Um, had you visited before? Visited Ireland before, yeah. Do you have any particular highlights of making the movie here? Because obviously it was, you must have spent an, an amount of time here. Yeah, um, I was here for a while. So we were here originally about three, about three weeks in pre-production before we started the shoot weirdly in Luxembourg. We were doing a, a some interiors in Luxembourg and then came back to Ireland continued the shoot until just before Christmas had a sort of Christmas hiatus for two weeks two two plus weeks and then shot throughout January um, by the time we got to January we were mostly on horseback in County Wicklow and right yeah so, so it, it was it. nice and Beautiful scenery, yeah, but not yeah. the best time of year to go. Well, mind you, it was it was milder than I thought it was going to be. So it was actually yeah. it was be- it was really beautiful, and we were, we were uh, on horseback in our coats and hats and keeping nice and warm compared to the poor extras who were playing the famine victims. Yeah, uh, you know, practically naked and barefoot on the on the road. So, not ideal. Yeah, so not we ideal. were all right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, last week we had uh, Stephen Ray and Lance in, in studio as well ah, and uh, we, we have to ask them as well because there's so much young talent in this movie Mo Dunford Sarah Green but I guess I have no problem calling him our current shooting star is Barry Keoghan he is yeah. uh, you know the Irish actor that the whole world seems to fall in love with do you have any 
uh, particular impressions from working with Barry on this movie? He's a very he's a he's a Dublin lad. He is a Dublin lad <laughs> <laughs> through and through Dubliner. Uh, that's what I can say for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He um he he uh, his character in this is 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 very interesting as is yours and uh, you have a lot of not even a lot you've one long arc to, to work your way towards and I guess it's, it was a very kind of culturally uh, sensitive story being told for especially for an, an Irish audience mm. um, were you aware of how how sensitive the story might have been before you went into it like were you, were you told like this is still today kind of a touchy subject for Ireland uh, well, look, I had a, I had a, I had an understanding of the famine. I mm-hmm. had a historical kind of perspective on it, just from school, and but no, you can't appreciate that unless you've been here, lived here, and you can't appreciate the emotional uh, uh, trauma that's been wrought on this nation, really, from mm-hmm. a history book. So, so, so no, but uh, yes, in an academic way. But but not really emotionally, and so I, I I I got a strong sense of it from talking to Lance about how Im- how important that was, and I, and the, and the closer we got to it, when I came over here and was here, I, I I got a I got a very strong sense of the trauma wrought on this country, and and how it still reverberates today. So yeah, I was looking uh, during prep for the interview. I was looking back over your hugely impressive CV. Uh, but the one thing that stuck out for me was it's 15 years now this year uh, coming up to I think the anniversary is the end of this year where you had Return of the King and two Matrix movies out within the space of just a few months so your your 2003 must have been the most insane year for any because I think it combined they made you the biggest box office star of the year yeah apparently I earned more money than anyone in the whole You've, world that year I, right? yeah. listeners he I has so his true. suit is made of money <laughs> you can't see him but like what yeah, was that like yeah. what was your 2003 like because you must have been oh it's funny you know I mean they're big they're well uh, uh, sometimes working on a, on a big uh, budget film actually you feel like you're working not as hard as working on a small piece of theatre you mm-hmm. know so so a, a year that can apparently be quite small as actually might be massive for you and other films that other years that seem packed because of the effect they have might seem massive uh, might, you know um, uh, but actually yeah, I mean, The Matrix, by the time we came to... The same producer who'd worked on The Matrix worked on Lord of the Rings, which is how it kind of, that kind of came about as well. Um, but The Ma- Matrix was a big a big uh, deal, the first one. By the time we got to the second and third, uh, we were already in the skins of those characters, so that was, that was not such a big challenge. But certainly the first one was a major physical and... It was a major challenge, actually, for, for lots of reasons, but great to do. And Lord of the Rings... Well, you know, I mean, uh, Elrond's a kind of wise elf with pointy ears and yeah. and, and wears fabulous frocks. But he apart from that, well. he, he, he speaks a lot of uh, exposition, you know. Yeah. So uh, there's not, yeah, there's, uh, anyway, look, uh, it didn't feel like a big, uh, in a funny way, working with Peter Jackson doesn't feel like you're working on a big film. It does in one way. There's a million people there and the shoot goes on forever. But in, on another, in another way, it feels like a very dinky little home movie you're working on just but, but just by just 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 the, just the way people interact it's a it's a sort of f- familial atmosphere you're there's a few connections actually you're kind of working back on them again on your next movie this year yeah and you're back working with another irish actor uh robbie sheen 
Indeed, yes. Um, I guess, like, that, that, that's, like, the Mortal Engine is going to be huge. I, I suspect feel, it will be. I feel yeah. uh, I've got I've got a good feeling about it. The trailer, even alone, I was like, okay, this is yeah, very it's a pretty different interesting territory, isn't it? That, and, that. and how was that project for you? Was working with, yeah. with Peter and, and well, it was with great. Well, Peter didn't. Peter's not directing it, but Peter was obviously there and um, massive looms larger when you're working in that studio. He's he's absolutely present. Uh, lovely to meet Robbie. Lovely to work with Robbie. Uh, my first day on set was uh, was with him, and we had a terrific little scene together. A couple, actually. And um, yeah, so it was. Uh, so it feels like if you work if you work um, with Peter Jackson, you probably you you may keep on going back there for the rest of your life. Oh, I, don't, right. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to see what his next but, film. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess if the, if Model Engines goes well, then you know there there are four or five books. So yeah. So hey, you've got a you've got a you've got a franchise going there. I guess if it if it if it goes well, uh, I I think my first um, exposure to your work was one of the films. I'm not sure how I got to see it at such a young age, but it was Priscilla Quinn. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then even this year, I I was on uh, a cruise ship. And their entertainment on board was was a stage version of the Queen of the Desert. So, decades later, that film still reverberates. I'm so when my career dies in the arts, I can always get a gig on it. There's always on a, on cruise, cruise ships, ships yeah. all, and I'll be there to review that's it. That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> I'll be there reviewing Beautiful. them. <laughs> um, He's not looking so good in his fishnets anymore. You'll be saying. Well, we'll see. Yeah. There's a lot of makeup can do a lot of good <laughs> for people these days. But combined, like between the films we just talked about, and it, I could I could spend all day talking about the films in on your CV that we, we haven't talked about, but including Priscilla, there has to be one when people see you on the street or people recognise you. Is there mm. one line of dialogue from any particular film that you're sick to death of people <laughs> repeating back to you? Mr. Anderson, is it? Yeah. See, I I know a Mr. Anderson and. That's how yeah, he. That's yeah. how people like yeah, that, that's Daniel. I'm sorry, yeah. Daniel I'm, Anderson. Anyone talking to Daniel? Him? I'm, a, I'm very <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Daniel. So that's the one that everyone says back to you. Yeah. Oh, they know they want me to say it. Oh, they want you to say yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh they want me. Please, will you say in a Smith voice, uh, "Happy wedding anniversary"? Or please, will you say, "Please, will you send this message down the phone to my in the in the Smith voice"? And yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that, that's that character. But it's it's good that like it's still, you know, so it's it's remained such an impact all these years later. So yeah, he must be he's, so a, proud of that. he's a good villain. Are you ready for some really quick rapid fire questions? Yeah, sure. That you might not get rapid fire. Answers. That's that's fine. And you, you yes, far you away. Can, I'll, you can be can a, yes, I'll no, be as no slow as I like. Absolutely. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you feel about the Lord of the Rings TV show? And has anyone asked you? To no idea. I won't be doing it. Okay, fine. How do you feel about the Red Skull in the most recent Infinity Wars? I haven't seen it. Okay, fine. I'm not in it. You're not in it. No, <laughs> no neither. How does, uh, if you can do it in as few words as possible, one word even, how does Irish movie making compare to Oz movie making? Ah, can't, couldn't say that in one word. But I think there's a there, there's a very, very strong cultural link between Ireland and Australia, and we should be making more co-productions. Absolutely, yeah, I agree yeah, with that. yeah. yeah. Uh, Keanu's back with Lawrence Fishburne for John Wick. Has he spoken Bastards. to you about it? Why didn't they invite bastards. me? <laughs> I haven't heard a word about it. They haven't invited you. Utter bastards. That's, that's not on. No, if, no, no. If and when I speak to yeah, Keanu, yeah. I why, will. Why am I not in that? Why are Keanu? you not in it? Yeah, if you could say John Wick in the Mr. Anderson voice, that would be. That would be like a new iconic way. John Wick. <laughs> Fan. 
fantastic. Uh, I, I can't thank thank you again so much for coming My to pleasure. talk to us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. So that was uh, our fantastic uh, chat with Mr. Hugo Weaving. Very funny, very nice, very charming man. Um, if you're at all interested, you can go back to episode 34, in which we review Black 47. And the first bonus feature where we talk to the movie's director and writer, Lance Daly, as well as one of the movie stars, the also Irish living legend, uh, Stephen Ray. Um, and I think that's it. I think we're all Black 47 out for <laughs> for this week. Um and in the in the in the tone of voice of Mr. Hugo waving himself, I don't know what I was going to say there. I forgot. I had I had a funny line, and it's gone. Goodbye. <laughs>